All right, everybody, welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast. We are broadcasting from Core Coffee in High Point, North Carolina. This podcast serves to answer frequently asked questions from our North Carolina Fusion membership with the goal of being done before the end of your first cup of coffee. So I am Scott Wollaston. I'm CEO of North Carolina Fusion, and I have with me, as always, Sarah Bridges, our Chief Experience Officer. Together, along with a few special guests from time to time, we hope to answer all of your frequently asked questions. So first thing we want to do, though, we want to tell you a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Core Coffee. Uh, Core Coffee Shop is High Point's best-kept coffee secret. They feature a full-service espresso and coffee bar. At Core Coffee, the options are endless. Enjoy special lattes, seasonal favorites, all the classics, real fruit smoothies, refreshers, loose leaf teas, lotus plant energy drinks, nitro cold brew, and more. Paired with an array of health-centric grab-and-go breakfast items and snacks, we're your one-stop shop to get your day going or a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. Whether you're working, meeting, or on the go, we've got you covered. Be sure to use our order ahead app, Odeco, when you're short on time. So we thank Core Coffee for being our sponsor. Thank you, Core Coffee. Amazing. Amazing. A wonderful Heck of a description, description. <laughs> of an incredible coffee shop here um, in High Point, almost right dead center of the triad. Easy to get to from Greensboro, Winston, Kernersville, right off Highway 68, right behind Panera Bread. So thank you guys so much for being our sponsor. So. We like to start this podcast with a little segment called What Are You Drinking? So You get to go first. I get to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. Tell us All about right. your fancy drink. Well, I do have a fancy drink this morning that I've been talked into by the baristas. Um, it is a black coffee with Fantastic. no cream, no sugar, but it is an organic Bali moon. Um, it is very strong. Um and they have sent me a description to share with everybody. Um, it is quite incredible and looks <laughs> like something from, definitely from the internet. It says, attached to the seed, this further enhances the complexity and wild fruitiness of this exquisite coffee. It delivers a dry, whiny crispness across the palate, followed by a long, pleasing finish, mingling chocolate, vanilla, and exotic spices with just a hint of nuttiness. So you that's what I'm drinking today. You just explained why I don't drink coffee. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe I'm drinking Brilliant. That, but it's it. delicious. So, Sarah, what are you drinking this morning? I am drinking the glorious grape Gatorade G2 version, in fact. Wow. I Low know. sugar? Low sugar. Thirst quencher. Yeah. It's brilliant. Giving you the energy you need this morning? Everything I need. Perfect. Awesome. Well, that's what we're drinking this morning. Hopefully, everyone that's listening in is having a, I guess, coffee, since it's a coffee conversations. <laughs> but if you want a G2, you can have that too. All right. So let's get into our topic. So every week, we will be sharing with you a topic that we feel is something that our membership wants to know about. And it's really hard to describe everything, especially on websites and through emails and things like that. So this platform sort of allows us to do that. So we're going to talk today uh, specifically about holistic development mm -hmm. and evidence-based practices. So words that we use on our website, words that we use with our families and our coaches and players. So um, I'm going to ask Sarah a few questions, and, um, and she's going to give some awesome answers. So, Sarah, under <laughs> our mission statement, it reads very clearly that we develop players holistically through evidence-based practices. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about 
what does that actually mean or look like through our program? Sure. So the easiest explanation um, with regard to holistic perspective is that kids are not robots, mm. right? They're human. So it's our responsibility to approach their development with the full picture in mind, the full kid in mind. Um, if we challenge them only with the ball, technically, tactically, um, but we don't touch on the mental side of the game, then we're doing our kids a disservice. That makes total sense, right? Um, it's been researched that anyone who's played sports for a number of years would say that 90 to 100% of the game um, would be mental. It's mm. not, they don't talk about the ball. They don't talk about what they're doing in the field, but they talk about their head. So um, I think it's very easy to say if we don't train the brain, then we're missing a huge development opportunity. So second part of that question is really key here. Um, it is re It reads that we develop our players holistically through evidence-based practices. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that in mind, I want to give a call to a, a phone a friend here, if you will, an oh expert. Yeah. Bring friend. in uh, Mark Simpson, our, our head of education, to talk about this specific space. Hi, Shepard. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I am doing good. Hey, thanks for picking up. We are officially – you're our first caller on our Coffee Conversations podcast, and we have a question for you this morning. Okay. All right. First things first, what are you drinking? Yeah, coffee this morning. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Um, here is my question. So I'm sharing with Scott how we are actively um, approaching holistic development of our players through evidence-based practices. Can you just tell us what that actually looks like on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so I, I think um, – it's very important that we have evidence-based sort of teaching strategies. You know, we want to do things based on hard research and not um, anecdotal or untested theories. And we want to do things that have a sort of a higher impact on what you would say in a classroom student learning or, or indeed player performance. And, and I like evidence-based teaching strategies because they can be used over a variety of ages and levels and, and the one that I, I we, we use a variety of them but the one that I believe strongly in is is peer-to-peer -peer learning and and Kevin Mincher brought this to the club and, and the ability of at a half time or um, a part of a session where the players meet in small groups and discuss what went well and an even better if and that that really improves their learning and gives them an opportunity to communicate and and the level of detail the players, if you keep consistently doing that, um, is, is very impressive. We always want to check for understanding. And I think something that a lot of sort of clubs don't do enough of is allow for repeat and space practice. So just because we did this a month ago, you know, learning's a battle of players not forgetting. Mm -hmm. And we, we also um, have evidence-based principles and I think that's very important to um, Im improve player decision making and I'll give an example of one we use is in the finishing phase upgrade the shot and all we're saying is so don't shoot the ball with multiple players in front of you off balance with your weak foot is there a better way and, and you could upgrade the shot say via a skill yeah. a little move to beat the play you can upgrade the shot by passing to your teammates or um, for the higher level players, they could upgrade the shot by making movement and, and dragging defenders. And, and through basically a lot of research people within the club have done and outside the club, that will help players convert more chances. And what all players really want to do is score a lot of goals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, they do. That is so true. Um, I, I love that phrase, upgrade the shot. I think parents can take that home, and they'll know what coaches are saying now. Um, Scott, yeah. take that, put in your pocket. Perfect. I'll be using <laughs> that this weekend with U11 Italy. <laughs> Brilliant. Any other questions for Mark, Scott? Mark, what, when we talk about holistic um, development, what are kind of the areas for, for families to, to understand? When we talk about holistic, what, are, what kind of areas are we talking about? Yeah, well, I, th- I think, I think you, you know, we're, we're talking about technical, tactical, physical, um, social and emotional. And a lot of those areas are, are sort of very interconnected. And we want all our players to to experience learning and teaching in all those areas. And, and I think a lot of coaches always go with the areas they feel strongest, which is the, the technical or the tactical. But we must improve physical performance and, and the social and emotional is, is just so absolutely vital, and especially in the, the current climate with a lot of them. Um, children have been at home at COVID and hadn't had the opportunity to have that in-class learning. Awesome. That's excellent. And, and so do you, where do you feel NC Fusion is on like a, a scale of one to 10 in terms of developing players holistically across the board? Yeah, tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. It depends on, on, on level of player. It, it depends on um, I, I think we're really trying to create a lot of alignment within the club, which I find very exciting, where a lot of the similar things are done at different ages, different levels, different genders. Um, I, I think we're certainly moving moving the right way. Of course, like any club, we've got a lot of room for improvement, but I, I put us in the, the six or seven out of ten category. Awesome. Okay. That's right. good, yeah. I mean, obviously, right yeah, and being being humble, we know that we got to, we got to keep improving and I think uh, you know from my perspective seeing a lot of these a lot of the practices a lot of the um, implementation has to start somewhere and we've been able to I've watched you guys as a staff really improve at, at some of the highest levels and it's now feeding down into the the next group of players and it, um, over the course of time we hope that it's um, really intentional and impacting every level of play every coach in the club and um, so that's just going to take time, like you said. So really appreciate your work, Mark. Um, thanks for uh, for being on the call today. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bye, Enjoy it. Take See care. you. Bye. All right. Awesome. Well, Sarah, Yeah. let's move to the next question because I think um, when we talk about holistic development of players, we, we sort of are focused on – individuals and yep. um, we talk about a lot about individual player development but we don't um i don't hear much about team development i know a lot of of parents um su- suddenly bring up uh <laughs> winning when we yeah. talk about player development because we love winning right where we uh, go america um <laughs> but why don't we focus like as a team um or on winning so much i don't, I don't hear that as much why yeah. is that um, we all like to win. Let's be real. Yes. Okay. So that's okay to say that we like to win, um, and we'd be naive to say that our coaches don't like to win. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about winning. It's just not at the forefront of everything that we do. So I think the key here is that every team, no matter if you're recreation or at our top level, they're going to play in a game to win. That's the point of the sport, right? But we, as an organization, NC Fusion, will we will not sacrifice the development of the player Mm -hmm. just to win a game Mm -hmm. so um, in those moments where 
maybe we're not being successful on the scoreboard, um, we would argue that success just looks a little different. So for maybe our youngest players, success would be connecting five passes in a row. Um, and for more developed players, that might be, you know, success would be in the decision making in the final third. So mm -hmm. um, winning of course is important. Let us not forget that we all love to win, right? That's why we all play sports in the in the first place. However, it's just not the end all be all, okay? We don't believe that that's what the, for the future of players or the team, um, that's not the very best thing that you can experience when you're playing new sports. So it's more simple than we like to make it. Yep. Um, we just aren't gonna sacrifice the most important things just to win a game. So. And so um, you would say that I've heard this from you and from Mark and others at times. Um, we want players to compete. Absolutely. So yep. mental strength, mental toughness, all of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So competing is good. Yep. But the, the and winning is good. Yeah. Um, however, if you're sacrificing development, yep. Just to win, that doesn't We've make sense, and you've Absolutely. missed it out on a huge opportunity. It's awesome. like if you go to a tournament or an event, and you could put yourself in a bracket to win every game by 11 goals, well, that's not teaching anything to the players, right? You're just blasting the ball forward and can score sure. at hand. You know, yep. that's not doing anything for anyone. Right. So we challenge ourselves. We put ourselves in places where we can be successful, but success might look a di little different. Yeah. It might be, hey, we're connecting more passes. Hey, we're um, playing out of the back um, in a more efficient way. Hey, we're making better decisions. We're upgrading the shot in the final mm -hmm. third, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So awesome. success just looks different. Yeah. So. And so when you think about creating that development environment yeah. obviously a key component to that is having um, quality coaches that Absolutely. believe in that and so um, why don't you touch on how I think a lot of families want to know how do we hire coaches yeah. and how do we set expectations for them um, and then how do we evaluate them and, <laughs> and know that they're um, they believe in what we're trying to do and um, that they fit our culture and that they um, they're going to be teaching the way that that we believe as NC Fusion our players should be taught. Yeah, so I think it might be the most important thing we do is hiring coaches um, and hiring them well. Okay, so um, the expectations are very high. We have very high expectations, mm -hmm. um, and we have high demands of them. Um, so when we are evaluating coaches or talking to coaches. Um, whether they approach us or we reach out to them, um, the first layer of any conversation will always point back to our core values. So we're hiring people that believe in our mission, that invest in their own development. They're not satisfied with where they're at in their coaching career, not necessarily from a stepstone of like, I'm coaching the best team, but can I be a better coach? Um, they are people that sweep the sheds. They're humble. They are... Um, out on the fields doing what they need to do um, to, to lead well. Um, they care deeply about their kids, about the players, about the families, um, about other staff. Mm -hmm. um, they communicate well, and they're accountable for their actions. So um, there's a huge responsibility um, in our hiring, and that is if they're not fitting in that space, then we won't hire them. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the key. Um, beyond that, obviously, every single level has different demands, different qualifications, expectations for their coaches, right? Our ECNL space, our highest level, it's a national program. We're going to hire coaches that, that sit in the highest, you know, they're the highly licensed and they've been experienced and been in this field for a long time. For our junior academy and our 11s and 12s classic programming, they're our youngest players. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have younger coaches or um, more coaches with more oversight. Um, mm -hmm. They're gonna have a lot of accountability with directors that are seeing them on a regular basis, meeting every week, talking through things. Um, so I think that 
we know that there's a massive responsibility on each coach and we uh, we just won't settle for anything less so that's why we touch on the human side first we can't really teach that mm-hmm. right we're not going to walk away and be like all right they they're not in line with four of our core values but we can make that better mm-hmm. like that's just not reality right so can we teach the technical the tactical the holistic approach to the game Yes, we can teach that. So I think we will take a risk on a, on a really good human um, who's invested and wants to be a part of our organization um, and wants to grow and develop as a coach um, who might not have 15 years of experience, mm-hmm. but they're ready to learn. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of what we do. Um, if we don't hire well, then families don't have good experiences. Sure. So, and we know that m- without question. So it's why I fired you from the junior academy, Scott. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bring that up. Bringing up old wounds there. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's incredibly important. Um, and one, it's something we don't take lightly. So. And you talked, uh, you shared that last year from our competitive teams, we had about 90-some percent retention of our coaches. Mm-hmm. Over, yeah, over 90 percent, I would say, yeah. Um, which means that we're – we're doing something right from a, a support side, I should say. Um, like our, the people that are leading our coaches um, are, and maybe our families are awesome, and the yeah. coaches just naturally want to come back, right? Mm-hmm. But coaches feel like they're valued um, mm-hmm. and that they're supported by the the person that's leading them, um, because we do about we we've started doing evaluations. We've created a mentorship program for mm-hmm. for our coaches. Um, we offer licenses um, mm-hmm. for them to go and learn a little bit more, and they don't have to to pay the bill. Um, we try to to provide a, a wonderful environment and experience for them to feel um, like they're in a safe space to learn um, and in a safe space to grow and take risks and get better at what they're doing and what they're passionate about. So. And it's a tough lifestyle. Super tough. Super tough. You're married to one. I am married to one. He's gone every night for bedtime. <laughs> um, my kids would probably um, ask for him to be uh, putting him to bed, putting them to bed more often. Um, but it's, it's a sweet sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. It's one that, um, you know, you, you see the, you, you see both sides. You yeah. see why the, the value is there. It's why teachers do what they do. It's right. the same lifestyle. It's the same mindset. Um, I know I'm impacting kids when I'm stepping on the field. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a weighty responsibility. Yep. Um, and one that maybe you sacrifice bedtime for because sure. you know it's important. Yep. So. It's awesome. And it feels like our staff um, as a whole um, does feel like they're making an impact. And that's why Certainly. they keep doing what they're Absolutely. doing. And the more that we can support them and, um, the longer they'll want to do this. And Hope so. Yeah. We've got a great, great coaching staff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been as proud as the staff we have right now. Yeah. Um, they're awesome, and I, I'm, I get energized um, when I watch them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it makes me want to do this for longer. Yeah. I, I can see the the ripple effect of what they're doing, which Absolutely. is cool. So. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Well, um, any other items you want to share with with our families in terms of holistic development and how we do that? No, I think I just want you all to know that our families to know that we're we're not settling and that we're striving to um, do more every day for the the kid as a whole. Right. Um, Youth sports are so significant in a kid's life and a a family's life. um, And we want to provide the best um, environment, best experience um, for everything that they're going to endure. And honestly, sports set you up for your future um, challenges and all of that. So if you. You know, I just hope that they trust us, that mm-hmm. families trust us, um, that we are, that we understand that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, it's awesome, it's fantastic. 
Well, um, thanks everybody for joining us today on the NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast. Um, if you have a question that you'd like answered on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Uh, just email Sarah at sbridges at ncfusion.org. And um, hopefully we'll get an opportunity to address some of the, um, we call them frequently asked questions, but, but you know any concerns or things you just would like to know more about. This is the, the platform to do that. And we're looking forward to joining you more over the coming years. So we will see you next time from Core Coffee in High Point.